Hello everyone and welcome back to the channel on the spookiest night of the year, at least when it comes to holidays anyway. I guess if someone was to dress up scarily some other time in the year and tap on people's windows that would actually be way more scary, but this is all far, far beside the point and is definitely nothing to do with the actual topic of today's video. How does the Legend of Zelda series do scary? The funny thing is, about a year ago I actually did a similar sort of video, specifically looking into how a certain game does scary in the series, none other than the infamous Majora's Mask. The game that most people would agree is the absolute scariest in the series, and sometimes it even invokes downright depressing vibes. While some might say that doesn't fit the tone of the Zelda games, having a game invoke that emotion, any game at all, is a huge feat of game design along with visual and audio cues. And while we're on the topic, please do check out that video after this one because I sincerely think it's one of my best put together videos I've ever made. Anyway, today we'll dig a little into Majora's Mask, but I want to look into the series as a whole, because Majora's Mask isn't the only game to solicit scary vibes. I mean, at least one area of most of the games give out that vibe, whether it be creepy, depressing, eerie, or to be honest, sometimes there are very specific pieces of each game that feel extremely, extremely creepy, but only if you end up digging just a little deeper. So sit back, relax, try not to answer the door for those trick-or-treaters just out there, and let's get into the video. Scary. We all associate very different things to what is scary, and that's because both fear and the term scary seriously are subjective. I mean, some people love clowns and have done ever since childhood. Others have hated clowns near enough from the day that they were born and would love nothing more than to never see another one again. Which is all to say that we all associate being scared of something to different things. For example, one of the things in the series that's always been something I'm personally on the fence about is giant arachnids, otherwise known as spiders. Dude, seriously, I hate spiders. You put a big spider next to me in real life, I am zooming away. There are certain places in this world I physically couldn't live in because of spiders. Luckily for me, as I've grown, this fear has become something like adrenaline in video games. Nowadays, I'd love to fight giant spider-like creatures. It's almost like conquering a fear when taking these foes down, and personally for me, some of the scariest fights I ever had as a kid were in the Zelda series, and namely, Armagoma from the Temple of Time in Twilight Princess. I mean, back when that game came out, let's not mess around. That was a giant spider spawning other spiders that looked as realistic as the Wii hardware would allow. I was terrified. <laughs> Similarly, fights such as Gomer and Ocarina of Time, along with the Scorchlers. These are some of the scariest enemies in the series for me, purely down to my own fears. But let's talk about some that are generally, across the board, way scarier to most people than just little spiders. You'll know these names off by heart by now, surely, if you are in the Zelda scene. The two most widely accepted scary enemies are the Redeads and Deadhand. Now, some might be thinking, how are these scary? Now, let me run the clip of the Redead screen. That mixed with the horrific design is scary enough, but then having them jump onto Link, especially when he's a kid and slowly, slowly kill him is mortifying. The entire time you're looking for an out while Link suffers a slow and painful death. Now I will admit, Deadhand is scary for different reasons to that. Sound effects don't have nearly as much of a part to play here, but the design is just as creepy, and specifically the animation of this creature is horrific for so many different reasons. In terms of creepiness, a creature that seems to slither around and has multiple hands that can just grab you at any second is already scary enough. But nothing is quite as draw-dropping as when a dead hand grabs Link by the face, slowly and meticulously makes their way over to the hero, looks him dead in the face, and appears to literally just bite a chunk out of the skin of the hero. It's truly terrifying. 
As explained earlier, the whole spider thing is just my own experience with enemies in the series, but there are far more creatures in these games that people think are scary. The Shadow Beast from Twilight Princess, Warmaster, Floormaster, Likelikes, all of these creatures are all scary. There may even be some creatures I haven't mentioned that I think aren't scary at all, and that you think are a nightmare. But we gotta get off of enemies sometime and talk about my favourite parts of the scary factor in Zelda games, but do let me know your personal scary enemies in Zelda games in the comments. Now, atmosphere is something that I go on about all of the time when I talk about these games on this channel, and when it comes to how eerie these games are, there is no bigger part of the scares than the atmosphere, and there are certain parts of these games that are certainly atmospheric in a creepy way. Talked about Majora's Mask too much in the old video, but Terminal is a prime example of this. Maybe it's not the scariest thing in the world, but Majora plaguing every part of the map, inhabitants of a once lovely town scrambling to get away, the last day when all hope seems lost. Yeah, there are some pretty scary themes in there, and some themes that honestly get really dark, especially for a game developed by Nintendo. A lot of this stuff you see around the map, it's hard to even see it without checking in on the specific people that go through it. Honestly, it all gets pretty dire. Another great example of atmosphere done right but in a more scary rather than a dark way in my opinion is Snowpeak Ruins. This dungeon elicits feelings that only games like the original Metro Prime got me feeling. The music mixed with the visuals when you're outside of the Yeti safe room can only lead you to thinking of one thing, isolation. And may even lead a mind to wonder, even if that Yeti safe room is okay now, there's no telling that they won't turn on me. Especially when the Mirror of Twilight is somewhere in this building. Of course, there's also the thought of what went down in the ruins before the Yetis moved in, and that can lead you to some pretty creepy places too. Not to mention all of it culminating in a jump scare that Five Nights at Freddy's could only dream of with an actual build-up. Now, Twilight Princess wasn't a horror game, but that scene did give me a fright initially. Then again, in Twilight Princess, you also have the Twilight Realm, isolation, none of your own kind, creatures you've never seen before. But nothing gets talked about more in that game than that one cutscene. If you've played it, you know what I mean. The story of the interlopers, a great piece of history basically told through the eyes of an interloper that's descending into madness. Seeing them betray friends for power and eventually being locked away in the twilight realm with the few shadows with some very creepy audio bits too. The 2D games also do isolation very well depending on the dungeon. Since I'm already running out of time, I'll skip right on ahead, but the 2D games, while well, they are 2D, can do it just as well, and that's a fact in most of the dungeons really. Ocarina of Time has the bottom of the well. As a kid, some wonder what might actually be at the bottom of a well, and of course, most of the time it is just pennies or whatever, but this is the answer everybody thought up and nobody actually wanted. It plays to your childhood, whoever you may be, and creeps you the heck out. Again, it's eerie and it has some of the scariest enemies in the series down there, not to mention random holes that you can fall down if you don't already have the Lens of Truth. The Shadow Temple, Bongo Bongo's Law, and Giant Hands, the music, everything in the dungeon oozes creepy. Giant Blade's Raid Smiling, it's an easy place to get some of your creepy fix. Wind Waker, despite being mostly a bubbly and fun game with some pleasant theming for both the eyes and the ears, it's also the game that has the Earth Temple, a temple that relies on the use of light to actually get through certain areas, and also the place where you'll find Redeads in Wind Waker, even creepier sound effects added for these ones too. Floor Masters at the ready to snatch you, I mean there's a load to think about here while still maintaining at least some amount of colour, but most of the colour is replaced with harsh greys. 
Skyward Sword is the Ancient Cistern's underside, and some creepy themes hidden throughout. The Ancient Cistern has to take the cake here though, for throwing you into this happy or serene place, and changing that serenity to being eerie in a minute flat with malice infested bokoblins flying at you from every single angle. Not to mention the climb up the rope to get back to peace at the top of the cistern. Excellent play on emotions from the devs. Finally, Breath of the Wild. I could talk about the thousands of ruins and lore in the game, but I'll keep it light. Link died canonically in this game. Let that sink in for a moment. Now not just that, but four of these six main characters in the game also died. Link relives these memories, but apart from their spirit forms, will never truly experience their touch or speech ever again. Ganondorf actually succeeded. For 100 years, Zelda was locked in a battle, waiting solely for Link. And you can think of that how you will, that's pretty darn scary to think about in terms of the Hylian's livelihoods. As I said, there are millions of examples for Breath of the Wild, but I kept it very light and simply gave you only the story that happens before the actual game. Now please do let me know of your favourite tragedies in Breath of the Wild's Hyrule in the comments below. Now if you've joined me on this video on Halloween night, then thank you for taking the time out of your no doubt busy schedule to watch me talk about a game series. It really does mean a lot that people will genuinely do such a thing. If you're new here and did like what you see, then please do like and subscribe. It helps me out more than anything in the world, and you'll get more weekly Zelda content from yours truly. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters, and they are just perfect people. Look at them. Sumji and Jared Whedon are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons, now just look at the Halloweenish coloured names in the Triforce font. Thank you so much for the support guys. If you'd like to join them then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month, the link to my Patreon is in the description, and along with that link is a link to the rest of my media platforms, so follow me on them if you'd like to keep in touch with me. A special shout out to my Twitch where I've been streaming a lot more consistently on that in the past week, so please do go and check out my Twitch. Again, thank you so much for watching this video, I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you enjoy spooky season. But until next week, please do stay safe out there. You never know what could be lurking in the darkness.